Coming up, we're going to look at this question. Are morning routines a complete and utter waste of time? And then new data is going to help a lot of leaders. People don't feel appreciated. We'll break it down. Let's go. All right, we're talking about winning at work and in our professional life, and we do that by winning in our personal life as well. So we have to have a a two-pronged strategy, and that's what we talk about here. I want you to see your potential and meet your potential. I'm Ken. Welcome aboard. All right, so how many of you feel guilty uh, or jealous every time you see some big shot, some millionaire, some, some influencer, uh, on YouTube or social media, and they're carrying on about their their amazing 47-step morning routine, right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I get up every morning, and after I chase the chicken, kill the chicken, eat the yolk, uh, swim seven miles, bike 42 miles, read uh, 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 the Stoics, you know, it just, just goes on and on and on. And if you're like me, you're kind of like, I kind of call BS on that. I'm not sure I believe it. Or maybe you completely believe it. You know, maybe you do. Well, man, that's amazing. Uh, I want to help. I want to help. I want to help alleviate the guilt or the jealousness. Because here's the reality. Just like anything on social media, it's clickbait. It's clickbait. It's hype. Now, I'm not saying that everybody who goes out there uh, and talks about their morning routine is lying, but I'm saying there's a lot of hype in it to the standpoint that even if it is completely true, and that's what they do every day, their lifestyle is wildly different from yours to be able to do that. And this is the point. The research shows that a consistent morning routine can reduce stress, boost energy levels, and improve your productivity at work. But there's no such thing as a magical one-size-fits-all routine. There's no special combination of morning activities that unlocks your success. Come on. If, If you take some millionaire's morning routine and you start to try to do it and you think my life is going to be like her life or his life. My life is going to change and it's going to be unbelievably amazing solely because of your routine. I can tell you right now, that's going to become a burden. It's going to, it's going to become something that I think limits you. I think it'll actually become a lid because if you've put so much into the routine that just magically my life is going to be, I'm going to be more disciplined. I'm going to be better looking. I'm going to have less stress, whatever. You're missing the whole point. A routine or your start to the day should be a blessing, not a burden, not a curse. It means not something you go, okay, I got to do all these things or I'm less than. <gasps> like who wants to wake up and you got to go, Oh my gosh, I got to do this. 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 I got to do this because he said, or she said that that's what they do. And I'm already stressed out. Just acting this part. I need a massage. Like what's going on here? Here's the deal. 
you should start your day the best way for you. Let me say it again. It's that simple. You should start your day the best way for you. So let's go through some things. Let's look at your values. What do you value in your life? Let's just start way up high. Let's go way up. What do you value? Do you value your faith? Do you value uh, being healthy? Do you value relationships with your kids? What do you value? When you get clear on what you value, now you can say, okay, this is what my routine should be. This is because it's based on fulfilling, living your values. So if you build a routine off of your priorities, it makes the time spent a valid and valuable investment for you. The return on the investment matches up to your values. Now, I'm going to tell you something that Jim Collins said once, and, and it's, you know, Jim gets quoted a lot. He wrote Good to Great, uh, Built to Last, several books that came all out of this signature study that is widely viewed as one of the great all-time studies on leadership. And this is what Collins said. In context of that, but it works for all of us. And I think it works for your morning routine. Here's what he said. If you have more than three priorities, you don't have any. I think it's a really good point. Uh, let's just take the idea of, well, I do 12 things every morning, or I've got a seven-step thing to my mind. Well, you're doing seven things, which now none of those are the priority. The priority is just getting through the checklist. Ugh, I don't want to get through a checklist. So how much margin do you have in your morning? Let's start with time. How much do you have? Well, I get up at 3 a.m. Well, okay. So what time do you go to bed? Six? Seven? There's the same people go, oh, you got to have eight hours of sleep. Eight, nine, ten hours of sleep. Stop this nonsense. Stop looking at everyone else's plan, everyone else's path, everyone else's routine as something that you must copy. Your margin with your time that is healthy for you will dictate what you can do. And then you take your values, you got time, and you take your values and you go, okay, this is how I'm going to start my day. So if you need to be at work at a.m., 8 a.m. rather, because you're building uh, and, 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 and you got to get in early because you're new in a role or you're trying to just put in some extra time, okay, uh, and you also want to work out, and you want to eat breakfast and maybe a little time with the kids. Okay, now we're starting to get, all right, what's that look like? I got three, four priorities here. So then I change what my start looks like. So again, if if spiritual growth is a part of your value system, then you got to carve time out for that. Uh, you know, for me, I'm in a different phase now with my kids. My kids are 18, 16, 15. They don't need me to get them up in the morning. They don't need me to dress them. They don't need me to make breakfast for them. I largely just am like, hey, sleep well? What you got going on today? Have a good day. You know, I mean, that's, and Nathan is in a completely different phase of his life. He's doing all of those things, right? So his morning routine because of his priorities, he's a great dad, and he values his kids, and, and so he's he's got to be involved. That that 
Boom. So now what else does he value? What else does he prioritize based on his values, right? So I value time with my kids, but I'm gonna that's at later in the day in the evenings when I'm seeing them and spending time with them. So now I go, okay, I want to start my day with gratitude. So I have a I have a, a, a prayer that I've written down and I walk through a guided prayer. And that's me and God. And then I read the Bible every day, every morning. Okay. After that, I have a little bit of a, okay, mentally, what do I got going on today? What's the big thing? What's the main thing? And I walk through some thought based on prayer, scripture, what's before me today. And it's it's a sense of meditation. I'm kind of sitting quietly, just a cup of coffee, me and the, the golden doodle, Ellis. He's great. Sits right next to me on the couch. Doesn't interrupt me at all. He's the best. And and and, and so now I am starting my day, and the weight reason I do this is that is a peaceful day for me. Is a, Excuse me, a peaceful start. It is a purposeful start. I just told you my routine. Not exciting at all. If I put that on social media, seven people would watch that video. Guess what? It's my start. It's what's right for me. I don't care if it's exciting to you. So why do I say all this? For those of you that get hung up in this kind of stuff, you will sabotage your own success if you create a routine that has nothing to do with your values and thus it's not your priorities. Just focus on what you need to be able to start each day at your best and then develop whatever that routine is based on that. And here's what's great. The routine will give away like scaffold on a building. Once they get it to a certain point, we pull the scaffold apart and now you've got a foundation of really positive habits. Think about that. Let's stop with the, the next latest thing. Like a fad diet is the fad morning, the fad weight, weight loss, the fad workout. Stop with the fads. Do what works for you. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, one way to win at work is to do work that you care deeply about. Like you actually give a crap about it. It's meaningful. But what do you do? How do you do that? Well, you got to dig. You got to figure out what is that? What is in my heart? So I ask people all the time, who are the people you really want to help? So you got to spend time on that. So how would you spend maybe an extra hour a day? Is it about reading a book, listening to a podcast like this or something else? Is it a new skill? Is it coffee with a mentor? Is it yoga? Maybe, maybe not. But can I make a suggestion? If this is about the heart and doing meaningful work, I think therapy can help you find what really matters to you. Your life, your life experience, environment you grew up in, pains, victories, that shapes your heart. And if you're thinking about therapy as, well, I just got to have something really bad going on in my life, I think you're missing it. I want you to try better help. Just try it. Therapy isn't just for people who are going through trauma. It's really great for awareness, self-awareness, to be able to build skills, to take that awareness and transfer it into work that really matters to you. And boy, will that change your life and your income. BetterHelp's awesome because they're flexible enough to fit your busy schedule. And it's all online. You fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no cost. Listen, folks, I do regular therapy. 
I can't endorse it enough. It's about awareness, and awareness is a superpower. So make time for what makes you happy. Use your time with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ken today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ken. Welcome back to the Ken Coleman Show. Hey, uh, we've got a webinar coming up later this month in February. For those of you who feel like you're not where you want to be, excuse me, folks, I don't know what's going on in my voice today. It's like I got a gremlin running around in there. It's good one minute, the next minute it isn't. I apologize. Stay with me. All right. So um, this February 20 webinar, let me tell you what what it's about so that you know if it's for you. Very simply, you aren't where you want to be because you think you don't have enough opportunities. You, you, however you would describe it, you would just go, I, I'm not getting enough opportunities. I'm trying this. It's not working. I want more opportunities, whether it's to move up, to move out, whatever it is, to grow. You're looking for opportunities for growth. Okay? It's all about connections. And so on Tuesday, February 20th at 11 Central, 12 Eastern, I'm going to dive into the proximity principle, which is simply that the people I spend time with, and so I get around people and in places, strategic to get around the right people and in the right places. That's the principle if I boil it down. And we're going to talk about how I do that and what it does for me. And I can give away the answer. What it does for me is creates more opportunities that show up to me. I don't have to dig. They just show up. And so we're going to walk through that. It's free. So recommend this. Tell others about it. You feel like they're in this boat. We're going to break it down. By the way, the proximity principle works for introverts as much as it does extroverts. In fact, I'd say introverts are better at it by nature. That that may shock some of you. KenColeman.com slash webinars. KenColeman.com slash webinars. Okay. 59% of people have never had a boss who truly appreciates their work. Now, I see this headline. This is a new study uh, done by one poll for the company called Bonusly. doesn't matter. Just going to cite this for you if those of you want to go check it out. I have a hard time believing that. And... Um, so I'm going to start off with being cynical on this one. I think this is headline hookiness. I think this is a headline editor who got trained on how to hook people. And so I'm going to tell you that I think that's garbage. I mean, and I'm going to tell you the one word, Alex, that makes me believe this headline is garbage. 59% of people have never had a boss who truly appreciates their work. Um, I'm just going to tell you I think that's hard to quantify. That's so subjective that I think it's garbage. Now, let's go deeper into the study. Okay. 46% of the respondents have left a job because they felt unappreciated. They didn't feel recognized. One in three say that they'd willingly give up a week's worth of pay for more recognition from their employer. Now, understand, some of you are going, what? They're crazy. But the way this is being couched is people are saying, It's not about money for me. 
It's about feeling as though I'm making a difference. And recognition is the bridge between someone putting effort forward and feeling as though the effort matters. It's the bridge. Whether a customer, a coworker, or a leader gives them the recognition, it really doesn't matter. But it is recognition that is the bridge that ties together activity and a sense of meaning. It's a bridge. So, pretty interesting. I, I know we have a graphic here. I want to just put this up on the screen quickly. I'm not going to go through all of this. Um, uh, this is uh, the this is going to say the power of a, of employee appreciation. Uh, but a couple of things I want to pull out. Fifty three percent of employees would stay longer if they felt appreciation from their boss. For felt more of it. 53% would stay longer. Now, there's a big issue in, in the world of work about employee retention. And companies are wringing their hands and they're trying to come up with all these strategies and leaders are in boardrooms trying to figure out, hey, leaders, can I just tell you, from the, from the wannabe leader, you want to be a leader one day, you got an eye on leadership, to the young leader, to the mature leader. My advice to all three of you, listen to me, leaders, all of the strategies and programs and science and blah, 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 designed to increase your employee retention fall in a distant second place to this very issue. Consistently, clearly, compassionately recognize the people that you lead. 81% said they'll work harder when the boss shows appreciation. Versus 37% will work harder because they fear losing their job. Why? Because we're humans, not units of production. They're making those. They're going to be robots. I was at a uh, local restaurant recently, Japanese place. Robot comes out to the table with all of our salads and soups. They got three trade robots. Waitress pulls the stuff off, hands it to me. The little robot goes, I heard a little humming sound, and it turned the corner. I watched it. It turned the corner really nice. Went past the table, turned the corner, right back into the kitchen. Let me tell you something. That robot doesn't need to be told. Way to go. Way to go, Rob, the robot. Good job. If the robot runs into somebody and the waitress gets pissed and kicks the robot, the robot doesn't care. There's a difference between a robot, a unit of production, and a human. I think it's in some way silly that I'm even pointing this out, but the data is clear. I wish I knew why leaders have a hard time remembering this. 
because they're humans. But can I suggest to you, and I'm not criticizing any leader on the planet right now, I'm for leaders. That's why I'm bringing this up. Leaders. You probably aren't feeling very appreciated from the leaders above you. I'll tell you a story I heard the other day. I was having cigars with a buddy of mine. And he told me that he was talking to a, get this, Alex, an executive vice president of a public company out in uh, California. Now, this person makes well over seven figures, very successful in her role. And she was talking to my friend. And you know what she said? Offhanded. She said to my friend, she said, I don't remember the last time that one of my leaders told me that I was doing a good job. It's not disputable that she's doing a good job. She's doing a great job, and she's being rewarded handsomely. You know what's not happening? She's not being recognized. Now, if you look at the study leaders, salary increases help with the appreciation feeling. No question. But that was just 33% said that. 30% said wellness and professional development stipends. In other words, give me some money to invest in myself and my growth. They don't want a lid. They want internal. Uh, 68% said they won't work in a place where there's not a ladder. Internal advancement opportunities in more than three quarters. 77% said it's important that a company allows them to climb the ladder. Recognition in public in front of their peers and recognition in private goes a long way. It's the praise principle. Do you remember playing youth sports? Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? You know, and we all... Right, or that was on the schoolyard or on the that's it. Leaders, I think the leadership advantage and the leadership edge for you is catching that old principle. Walking every day going, two, four, six, eight, who do I appreciate? Alex, you're crushing it, man. You're doing great. I love what you're doing. I saw you do this the other day. And I gotta tell you something. It's next level. Great job. Keep modeling the way. Walk away from Alex. Two, four, six, eight. Who do I appreciate? Joe, dude. You went through it last month, man. I know you had a really hard month on the personal level, dude. Your your work didn't dip at all. You're freaking, you're freaking man. You're the machine. You, 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 you're unstoppable. Really appreciate it, man. Walk away from Joe. Two, four, six, eight. Who do I appreciate? Nathan! Dude! The other day on the show, I had to pull this clip really fast. I asked for it real quick. You pulled it up. Dude, amazing. You're a ninja. I put you under pressure. I didn't prepare you. Thank you. You made me look good. What I could keep doing this. Alex doesn't want me to because he's tired of hearing me do the chant. But it's as simple as, leaders, watch. Two, four, six, eight. Who do I appreciate? And and as cheesy as that is, that's not what I'm saying you got to do. But maybe it helps you remember. 50% of a leader's job is recognizing and rewarding the people they lead. I think that's true. And and I think, see so few leaders doing it. And I think it's got to stop. It's got to stop. The lack of recognition, the lack of rewards has got to stop because it is eroding engagement and loyalty. And that's the very thing you need to sustain success long-term two, four, six, who do I appreciate it'll make you a great leader try it
Hey, I want you to stop right now and just listen to this. I want you to imagine life four months from now, but you're actually making a starting salary of $75,000. Bethel Tech has a front-end web development micro-credential that you can earn in just 15 weeks for only $5,000. Coding skills are in high demand right now, and you learn them in less than four months. So whether you want to level up your career and salary or you've always wanted to be in tech, you can get started on Bethel Tech's front-end web development micro-credential or a data science micro-credential, another hot field. Now's the time. Let's go. The next class actually is right around the corner. March 18th is when it starts, and Bethel Tech is going to offer you, as a Ken Coleman Show listener, 10% off. So go to BethelTech.net slash Ken Coleman for details. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for listening to the Ken Coleman Show. Thanks for watching. If you're uh, listening and watching and this show is helping you, will you help us help more people? You can do that very simply by, if you're watching on YouTube, liking the video, subscribing to our channel, and sharing a uh, clip or a full episode. And if you're listening uh, via your favorite podcast app, give us a five-star review and uh, uh, share as well. Follow us, too. All right, let's go. We're going to coach the people up. Let's go. Wyatt is up in New Orleans. Wyatt, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Ken, how are you doing today, man? Well, I'm living the dream. What are you doing? I am, uh, look, I'm on my way to living the dream, right? I'm not I like there yet, that. But I'm, I'm in the process. I like a man who's on his way. I right. like that a lot. Yeah, man. All right. How can I help? So I am calling in. I actually got your book. It was on Monday that I got it, Paycheck to Purpose. And I just felt this, man. So for the past four years, I've been in insurance sales. And for me, it's just the job is great, the pay is great, but in my heart, I know that I'm made for more. And I look at my friends, and they're just, you know, they're satisfied with the job and coming home and doing what they got to do, going to bed and rinse and repeat. And I just, for me, I'm thinking differently, and I know there's something more. And it's been tugging at my heart for four years, but I, I had no roadmap how to get there. So when I found your book, it was like this light bulb went off for me. I'm like, man, someone is actually showing you step by step how to get to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of dialed, I've dialed down on my talent, but I was uh, needing help with my passion and my mission mm-hmm. on how to get me on this straight and narrow path. Have you taken the Get be. Clear assessment? I have not, no. Okay, good. I'm going to give it to you. So okay. at the end of the call, it's my gift, and I want you to take it. And it's going to give a lot of clarity here because what, what you're going to get out of your report, and then we'll, we'll dive into some of this, is very detailed report on the top three talents you have. Think of those as your power tools, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to get a detailed report on the top three passions, meaning the top three types of work or roles of work that you look forward to. You you lose track of time. Just You're, you're just completely locked in, right? And then it'll give you a detailed report on what motivates you, what results in the form of a mission, right? Uh, When when a military unit goes on a mission, they have one clear objective. And so with our work, we need to understand what's the result of my work that I just get motivated by, right? And so Mm -hmm. in my world, I get motivated by influencing others. You made my day. Not because it was a compliment, 
you made my day just now because you told me you read my book that I poured my guts out into and it turned a light bulb on for you. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's a good day for me. I could take the rest of the day off <laughs> because I could go, that is meaningful and missional to me. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. All right, so I'm in the people space, right? So when we look at what your talents are, I'd love for you to tell me in your words what your talents are, and I'm going to show you where those talents fall and the type of work out there, and I think it'll give us some answers as to what passion work you love really is, because I think you know what it is. I just think you're afraid to articulate it for some reason. So what are your top talents? I would interview everybody that knows you and say, tell me about Wyatt. What's Wyatt always been good at? This kind of stuff comes easy for him. It looks effortless. What would they say? It is it is connecting with people. And it's not just connecting with people. It is the ability to connect with someone that I've never met before. And then within two to three minutes, I know them on a personal level. Mm. And it's all it's always been that way in my life. And it's I think it's rooted in me that I care about what other people are saying. Man, I've always been the guy that's going to ask you a thousand questions and it's not to keep the conversation going it's because i genuinely care about people so that tells me two things so let me tell you right now two gifts two talents two power tools for you wyatt are connection and compassion you care connection connection now again i'm not limiting you to these but i'm saying you're a guy who likes to connect and you also are a guy who likes to care you care. That's an act of compassion. You just love right. people. My my guess is you also have a lot of empathy. I do, man. It, for me, instead of going out to a bar on a Friday night, I would rather have two or three friends and I can connect with them, like have a deep, intimate conversation. Yeah. For me, that's, that's what makes me tick. There it is. You know? Compassion, connection. So uh, you you are most of your top talents are what I, what I would guess are people ta- people focused. Is that fair? That is true. All right, yep. great. So, so the type of work that you're really good at would be people-focused work. Mm-hmm. So now we go, okay, that tells me there's probably a good chance that the type of work you love, passion, which is why you call me, is people-focused work. Right. Right? So your skills are people-focused. My guess is the work you love is people-focused. So I don't want you to think. I want you to feel this answer. You ready? Mm-hmm. Don't think. That means don't edit your answer. I just want you to say what's on your heart. I want you to describe one or two types of work or role. Don't give me job description, like with a fancy thing. Just a, This is the kind of thing I would do all day, every day, Ken, if you paid me. And I know it's with people. This is what I'd be doing with people. And you paid me to do it. Describe the role that you would play during the day or the things that you would do for people. Go. I would I would love to have a podcast where I interview successful people to understand how they got to where they where they or where they came from to get to where they are so someone like myself can have the same chances as just an average Joe that needs to know this information. Right. So you now know, let's not, focus on the average Joe. Tell me more. What what specifically person, do you want them to know? so that they can solve what what problem does joe have that this podcast would solve how to take back control of your life how to live your life instead of life living you that is that has been my concern all right so 
So we're going to stay really high level here, okay? Mm-hmm. So based on that, you are not limited to just a podcast. Okay. That could be a that could be a side hustle. You may eventually turn that into your full time job. I say start that podcast tomorrow. That's what I say. Okay. But you don't put all your eggs in that. We're not going to quit our day job. But what's a day job look like? In other words, a job that is paying the bills plus plus that accomplishes the same thing that that podcast idea does. You tracking with me? I am, but I I mean. I couldn't give you a day job, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, well, I know because you're you you went down in the weeds on me. I don't want to. I don't want you to describe the job like, well, I'm a social worker over at the local county. That's where your brain's trying to go, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm saying who are the people? Back to Joe. So where are those people in New Orleans, Louisiana, where you live right now? Where are those Joes? And what different areas are those Joes in? You understand what I'm asking now? I guess not really. Not really, Ken. No. Okay. I'm not doing a good job. <laughs> um, you said in your podcast you want to help people avoid, you want to help people build something to take control of their life. What are some mm-hmm. of the enemies that take control away from people that you get really fired up about? I would say addiction is one of them. All right, now we're tracking. I didn't do a good job of asking the question. Now that, okay. that you see where I'm saying? So you go, mm-hmm. okay, you can do the podcast, but the podcast is going to pay the bills. So where can I help people who are struggling with addiction in, in okay. my zip code? How can I help them? Is it counseling? Is it coaching? Is it serving? And 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 so we begin to go, you're a guy of compassion and connection, sitting with people. So maybe there's a a therapist role down the line for you. I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, working for a local ministry. I don't know. The point is you, you haven't known where to look and the addiction. So here's the questions you've got to answer. Who are all the types of people that I'd really like to help? What problem do they have and what solution to that problem can I provide or be a part of? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But we already got one idea with addiction. There might be another couple of buckets. People are dealing with financial stuff. People who are dealing with divorce. People do I don't know. You know, uh, underprivileged youth. I don't know. But okay. here's what I know. You're supposed to be meeting people where they are and using that talent of connection and, right. and the talent of compassion and that question asking, that listening, that discernment. I'm anxious to see what your results are on your assessment uh because when when you see what you're what you love to do most and then you match it up with well these are my power tools so i know that if i love building houses i better be gifted at hammering nails and using a power saw you tracking with me i'm tracking so that's what the assessment's going to do hang on the line this is really close for you you're almost there Let's give him a get clear assessment. He's got the book from Paycheck to Purpose. But Wyatt, you're really close. This is all about discovery, and that clarity will lead to courage to step out. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.